0: Hi, this is Deb. I'm here with Ray, my writing partner, in our office in a suburb of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where we create our world, a Twisted series, and we've completed three books so far, and we are on book number four of the series. We're real excited about it because it just keeps flowing. It's our passion, and we love, love, love our characters, and we, they do some really crazy things. It deals with past life love issues, and it's romance, and it's steamy, and it's hot, and it's funny at times, and it's just fun to read, and we get good feedback.
1: Curse of Love, if you get a chance, don't forget to re-twist it in time, Lost Romance Found, and...
0: A Twisted Reality. A
1: Twisted Reality. So, we're really looking forward to... Finishing up our fourth book and moving on in our series, The Final Twist. However, today we're really lucky and fortunate to have a good friend, a novel romance writer, with us to uh, sit around and talk a little bit about writing, writing, romance, past lives, because all this is the stuff that I think we're made of.
2: Well, hello, hello, I'm Tracy Hall, and I'm just like so happy to be here and being able to see where you guys create your magic. Oh,
1: thank you. I'm not sure if it's magic, but it sure is fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I've read them all. Very magical. <laughs> oh.
1: Thank you. <clears throat> <clears throat> I wonder if that's how that office chair got broken. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Beep.
0: So... How did you start writing?
2: I actually have written always you know people say oh I've, I've always written but my mom actually has proof that it's true that I have always written so she has stuff from when I was like five wow. and before so it's I, I can't imagine not writing it's just a part of who I am it's a part of your life. That's yeah. who you
0: are. Yeah, exactly. not, You are a writer, period.
2: For better or for worse. <laughs> you do it because you
0: love it, I think. Yes, you do it for the love of writing. Yeah. Creativity. It's an outlet. It's fun. it's fun. Were you
1: a reader when you were little?
2: Mm, always. My mom was, too. So. Um, does your mom ever write anything? My mom is not a writer. She refuses. She says that she does not have any creativity that her point of being on this earth is to be able to enjoy other people's creativity. She is my first reader for everything, though. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. She always tells me I'm great, so it doesn't really help so much with uh, <laughs> <like> <laughs> plot holes or anything. Right, okay. <laughs> She'll catch typos, which is good.
3: Thanks, that's Mom. good. That's
2: <laughs> Especially a
1: typo. So why did you pick romance? Or did mm. romance pick you?
2: Wow! wow, that's actually kind of a, I wrote everything. I'm in Gemini, so I have very, like, short, I can think about a lot of things all at one time. So, I've written all genres, just kind of depending. I've been young adult paranormal, young adult coming of age, Uh, medieval romance was kind of my favorite, because that's what I read to escape when the kids were little, um... And then that went into contemporary romance, and now I'm writing a mystery series, two mystery series. So wow! Oh, and my uh, clean, my my uh, clean romance with uh, entangled, their bliss line, in the doghouse just came out in February, and um, I what I love about writing contemporary romance is I, I get to people watch, and so it's really about you know eavesdropping and watching and. Have fun. Yeah. And seeing what people are doing. You know, it's very relatable. Gotcha. So do you, do you find that you create a bond with your characters? I love my characters. Yes. 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 And going back to moms, they're family. So she always is like, oh, how's Lolita? What have we, what have we thought about, you know, Celestia? <laughs> she gotcha. was from my very first uh, medieval romance. So they're family. They're my like family. Right? Okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they're their extended family. We we come to work saying, "What is our uh, what our friends want us to do today? What are we going to have them do today?" It's just a fun, creative process. You never know.
2: You never know what's going to
0: happen. Where it's going to go.
2: And I love that you guys are a writing team. I think that's so great. And to be able to write together in this office is. I thought that special.
1: Since you're writing romance, to me, romance generally is between two people. <laughs> I like that little they're caveat. Or <laughs> they're, they're male and female or males. Mm-hmm. It's still, romance exists between two people who come together. And when we first started writing, I felt that it'd be great to play off each other. You have two souls involved.
2: Hmm. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful way to, to look at that. And
1: there's an energy between all of us. I mean, You know, that's uh, the energy that I'm always kinda like. When I look at people, I see them different. I see them as souls, not as people. We live in a world of chaos.
2: Do you see them like, uh, like auras? Do you see them in colors?
1: I do, sometimes. Some people are much more I don't want to use the word animated, (laughs) much more brightly seen than others. Mm. And I think part of that is, you know, where you begin to search. uh, You know, uh, I guess my mom dying when I was young kind of left me to fend for myself in a situation where I think I looked inward rather than outward.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah. Actually, that's for me as well. There was... um, I had a couple step-dads, <laughs> and there was a, a period of time where I, you had to kind of go inward, but there's a lot of growth,
0: I think, that happens there. I agree with you, yeah. So. when you have to look
2: inside. Yeah, and at a young age, I was 10, 11, 12, 13. Same ages. Yeah. Makes you stronger.
0: It does, once you get on the other side. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting, uh, you know. So, when you write, do you go into a world that you created in your head? Do you know where you're going when you're writing?
3: Hmm. And
1: what are you letting the story? I find <laughs> stories begin to write themselves after a bit.
2: Sometimes I actually, because I have written, um, I was actually just counting, and I was very surprised. I have by this end of this year I have 42 published books out so
0: this would be a great time to mention congratulations on that and also that
2: you are um, USA Today best-selling author yes Yes, thank you yes it's nice to be a part of seeing how other people do it because my office is actually in my living room (laughs) So, and I have a uh, I have a bookshelf behind me and I've got a nice view of the treetops which is good but and it beats my last one, which I was staring at the bedroom wall. But because <laughs> um, yeah. truly, when once I get started writing, it really doesn't matter what's going on around. I'm. It's just you're focused in mm-hmm. because um, my writing schedule is very intense. I have to be very precise on how many pages I write a day and how many pages I will edit a day. Because. I also do freelance editing so there's I have to keep my clients happy as mm-hmm. well as as um, meet my deadlines mm-hmm. and so I'm very um, I'm very project oriented yeah you sound good
0: and, and disciplined and rigid, you know, rigid yeah. and you're
2: it has to be that way. So I don't have time. If my muse doesn't want to show up, that's too damn bad. We just have to drag her by the hair <laughs> Yeah. You
0: stay Here, sit yeah. down and talk to me. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do this, right?
2: I haven't actually have um I, I had a, a a psychic reading done once by a woman who I very much admire. Her name is Melissa Alvarez.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And she told me that my um my writing guide, my 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 angel, or mm-hmm. whoever is in kind of in charge of everything, her name is Jolly. Jolly, Jolly, Jolly. Yeah. So I do talk to her and say it's time to you know rally the troops. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we need to get some uh, get some pages written and, and ideas or whatever it is you know. So that's great that you feel you can turn to someone. It's nice. T- it's I know it's me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, maybe when things go wrong, you can blame her. Yeah, no. <laughs> I
2: don't
3: know if that would work,
2: <laughs> but maybe. Um, I don't know, bad day, Jolly? Are you going to take this one? <laughs> yeah. Blame her. Blame her. Why not? Um,
1: so how old is Jolly?
2: I have no idea. In my head, she's like this, um, this is going to be so silly, in my head, she is a lot like my, my friend. Uh, or my daughter had a friend named Jolly who, sh- who was from the Philippines growing up when they were... Interesting. Yeah. But J-O-L-L-Y. And Jolly is not that at all. But so she's Filipino anyway. <laughs> Long story short, she's like a little Filipino cheerleader. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little rah-rah. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> Go a
0: I like that. What about this book that you're holding today?
2: Well, I wanted to... affect you? How when
0: did you guys that affect you?
2: When you guys um, asked me to be able to come and talk with you, mm-hmm. I don't have any really specific times when I went back to a certain place or felt like I was in a place that I've been before. Um, I mean, I've always been drawn to, like, older time periods, but I don't really have... I mean, I have one story that I was regressed when I went to um, Romantic Times conference. Would you like to share that with us? Well, yes, I mean, it's, it's very interesting in that she asked us to go back to our first um, spiritual time. And so she had us look through this, like, door, and you had to imagine this door, but she didn't really tell you anything about it. So, so in my mind, I've got this, this wooden kind of door, but then there was, like, this interesting, like, opulescent purple metallic kind of decoration around it sounds beautiful and so you kind of went through that and then I really went back and back and back and and I just kind of have this idea of being like a handmaiden of sorts but it was a very plain simple brown dress and there was grasses everywhere and I had a basket that I had um I don't even know what I had. Maybe vegetables or something in it. And I was walking up to, um, it had bougainvillea kind of surrounded. And it was, it had the, you guys can't see. I'm using my hands on this podcast. I'm using my hands <laughs> to show everybody how yes. big this, uh, it's big. Which, what do you call it? Like a gazebo kind of sure. thing. But, and it had bougainvillea all over. It was so beauty, beautiful. And it was, um, and it was a female, um, but I don't know who, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, and it just felt so peaceful to me. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I do remember that. And that was kind of cool. I don't know if it's true or not, but I I loved the feeling that I had. And I, and when she had brought us back out of the regression, that feeling of peace Mm kind of stayed with me.
0: Oh, that's nice. So it became part of you. Yeah. So that's when you basically had a feeling that, there's more to this life than just yes. one time around.
2: Yeah. Now, I was um, I was raised sort of Catholic in one of the marriages. <laughs> okay. And so um, when my kids were little, I sent them to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And it was a time of really searching for spirituality. And so that's where I actually had this book called Your Soul's Plan by Robert Schwartz. Okay. And a friend of mine gave it to me. And it really was um, Was eye-opening in that we could be We've been here before and there's reasons that we're learning things in this life To allow you to be better the next time around and that just that resonates with me It it
0: just does doesn't it it just make sense. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, and I I see on the, the front of the book your Soul's Plan, and it says discovering the real meaning of the life you planned before you were born, and I do believe that we, we do, yeah. we choose that we're going to come at a certain time and live a certain way, our souls are just on that path, and we know who our parents are, we pick them, and the families, good I or agree. bad, yeah, I agree. We, we pick, and we need it for whatever that soul's purpose needs,
2: is fulfilled that way. Yeah. Now, my son, I love, love Brighton, but he's very much scientific. Now, neither one of my children are very religious. Or no. spiritual, too yeah. yeah. no. And Nothing? Okay. I think that Destiny may be more so than Brighton, and Brighton is, um, I think he's, he just is very searching. He would be, he, he's a scientist. He's 29. And so he just says to me that he's very glad that I have something that makes me happy then we just kind of leave it at that, and we don't talk about religion. That's, that's fair.
0: <laughs> I have a brother. We don't talk about religion because we have different, it's different. views. different, and, and everybody's fine.
2: entitled to their own. You
0: know, well,
1: it's interesting because children become parents. Yes. And parent you, <laughs> myself, um, got adult children, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see how they look at life. And I, too, grew up very religious. In a Baptist church and didn't get any answers there.
0: (laughs) More questions than answers. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, I always, you know, I've been fascinated by life because I have been in a lot of different places in the world and I'm drawn to different eras of time Mm -hmm. and have sort of been regressed in a way that I think sometimes it's the child in me that in which I relate to your jolly. <laughs> I there's a part of me that spent time saying to Ray and I'm not I've never given him a name, but what do you see? Keeps you know, we have interesting conversations. It's you know, often it's a dream. Often I end up someplace that I know well. i uh, ended up in a few places where I just for some reason know my way around.
2: That's very cool.
1: Yeah, and know things that happened at a certain location. I'm tired of coming back as a soldier. I'm not doing that again. <laughs>
2: So he says to the universe, so what did you you have to learn? What did you have to learn as a soldier? That's kind of interesting, that if you've come back so many times, what is it?
1: I think I've learned that life is not about any philosophy to be used against somebody else who doesn't think the same way I do. So I grew up in a home that My mom passed away I never knew her as an adult so I really don't know that much about my mother other than she ran an ER out of our kitchen because she was a surgical nurse and every neighbor who ever was injured Mm -hmm. ended up in our house uh, on the kitchen table with bandages and stuff.
0: A little ER in the
1: kitchen. Yeah, we had an ER in the kitchen, which nobody today, because of lawsuits, would think about doing. <laughs> <clears throat> but I said broken legs and arms and hands and fingers and you name it. That's and, crazy. Uh, <laughs> As a child. You know. Uh,
2: but I think, obviously, that would teach I, seen a lot of, could be teaching compassion. And
1: I've seen a lot of hate.
3: Hmm.
1: And I think I came back in this life to change that in the world. I like and that. One of the reasons I write romance, and I can write other things too, but prejudice, hate, you know, people, might doesn't make right.
3: Mm.
1: And you know, we live in a time where we all talk about forcing somebody else, some weaker nation, whatever it is, uh, to make things right, but it doesn't make it right. Soldiers always carry out whatever you know they're told to do and you know it's funny when you travel Europe and you look at some of the churches and you see the paintings and the chapels and you always have whatever prince was in charge he's sitting on the white horse over here where all the bad guys are over <laughs> here and because he was ordained you know to be the one in charge and we all think God is on our side which That's been one of my struggles with life, because it's my, I look at God and say he gets blamed for everything, and does he exist? Does he exist? You know, the earth is four and a half billion years old, so we look at human history from about 80,000 years and think that we have a handle on what's happened on the earth. And I sit here and I look at myself and say, (laughs) uh, uh, 80,000 years doesn't mean anything to four and a half billion. Right.
3: Yeah.
1: And there are people I meet that I just feel care about the underdog.
2: I think you're one of them. That's good.
1: (laughs) Driven by the need to help. And I know my mother had that. And so it was passed on to me and I know there's a person in me that wants to see happiness. I want to see love. I want to see, and I can't even define love. Love to me is a word so overused that it's a washed out word It doesn't even mean anything to me. And we live in a world that doesn't show respect for each other. We need to dominate mm-hmm. and I don't know why we're like that. And if there was a God, I have an issue with the way he created us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to take it up with the man upstairs? Yes. <laughs> well, the man so. upstairs
1: will probably send me to the man downstairs. But really I
2: highly doubt yeah. well, that. That's, if that's even where it, what it's about. And what real. The, beautiful, yeah, the beautiful thing is we don't really know. And But I kind of came to because I really was searching for. I had this basis to, you know, to kinda of draw on for religion and I had this basis for how I was raised. And then you see, you know, the people that you admire and how they act, because acting is always better than words, you know. And I kinda of had to come up with a place where I was okay with how I felt for my own personal journey, without it it didn't didn't require anybody else. You could come and you could not. I feel very blessed to be able to live in a time when I can be myself on my journey, whatever that is. And wherever it goes, totally open. <laughs> totally open, yeah. gotcha. Well,
1: yeah. part of it is we can't drive. We're not driving. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're on a planet floating around. A, I have Christopher
2: so. to drive for me, so. <laughs>
1: and When I looked at my life, my current life, you know, I'm reminded of the one story because I was going to be a minister at one point. I studied the Bible. And
0: Can you imagine they caught a woman a in
1: adultery and they were going to stone her because that was the rule of the day. Mm-hmm. And they brought her to Jesus because they wanted Jesus to, wanted to see what he was going to say. And the story goes, they got down on the ground. They started writing stuff on the ground. The big debate theologically as to what he wrote on the ground. And starting with the eldest in the group of people who wanted to stone the woman, they began to leave. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus stood up, he looked at the woman he said, where, where are those who accuse you? And she said, they've left. I feel like I was probably one of those guys with a rock for a very long time in my life. Mm-hmm. and. Maybe in a way, writing to me has become my penance.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And being able to write about love and romance and finally reaching in and hearing my soul.
0: That's really good, that's really good. It definitely helps us with writing.
2: To be self-aware and to be able to know yourself and where you're coming from and to be able to put all of that into your story is huge and not many people are brave enough to look at that and say this was that and this is what i'm making out of it and to be able to make a conscious choice i mean that's a wonderful thing as a human being it's a great option to have (laughs)
1: that's why i can write about the bad guys (laughs)
2: oh
0: it's easy. You're creative though. That's how it is.
2: Nothing's easy. No. Gonna pull it. Well, Gonna pull it from easy. somewhere. Yanking. It. Yanking. Yanking.
1: What's easy about writing?
2: Nothing. Nothing.
0: But well, you
1: get in the zone and then the it's like... the end is always easy to put on your page when you finally make it. And the end.
0: We haven't <laughs> even gotten there yet in the series. We're nowhere near the end of the series. We're not. But it will say the end,
2: or Finny afterwards
1: Tracy how many more books are you going to write I'm only at 42
2: published this year so I need to do at least
1: 200 200
2: I want 200 wow yeah
1: how how long do you think it'll take you to write 200 books I don't
2: know but I have the rest of my life
1: well I know you have the rest (laughs) of your life what's your guess Three wow. years, four years, oh yeah, years, ten years, <laughs> twenty
2: please. years. Yeah, Christopher is looking at me like, oh my god, 200.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Chris is know. with us today as well, that's her significant other. <laughs> Hello everybody.
1: <laughs> and he's, she just said 200 and we gotta go get some water for a moment to get revive Chris. Because <laughs> he gets to edit some of it. And that wow. goes over really well. I've learned not to let my wife read anything I write because we can't agree on anything.
2: <laughs> my husband doesn't even read our stuff. Yeah. Well, Cause. you should. It's very sexy. It's very good. And it's it's sexy, but it's sexy in a way that is, is romantic. And so we try to yeah. grab.
1: Uh, I think sex, sex to me
0: it's part is of the relationship. part of being
1: human. Mm-hmm putting a sex scene in a book to me is a part of real life. Mm -hmm. It's what couples do if they meet and whether it's done for right reasons or wrong reasons or the sex is better with one person or with another person or whatever. The sex scene isn't the important part. It's what leads up to the sex scene and what happens after the sex scene to me. It's, you know, but a sex scene is required other than pretending I'm in 1950 and Lucy and Ricky end up with a kid yeah. in the front room. <clears throat> and we don't know By how the they stork. did that because they never <laughs> slept in the same bed. Uh, was the stork arrived, <clears throat>
2: I saw that episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rob and Laura never slept in the same bed either. So, I mean, but yet there was Richie. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you.
2: Mm. No, I, I, you're, I you're like, preaching to the choir. Okay, I am all about sex and uh, romance. <laughs> well, I
1: think it's, a, I think it's a part of humanness. It, it's what, you know, we are an organism. An organism is driven to reproduce itself, and sex, the act of sex, in its purest form, mm-hmm. would be to continue to make people. Mm-hmm. It's changed since the 1960s when they all of a sudden came up with a way to have sex and not worry about it. I can remember women burning bras and doing all kinds of things because <laughs> we came up with the pill.
3: Woo-hoo! Freedom was
1: here. <laughs> and, you know, we've been on that run ever since. I mean, watch any TV show any given night. And you know, the other night I watched two different movies and I think, I'm, and they weren't rated X. Uh you know, I'm not gonna use their names because I wouldn't you know, I'm not making a criticism of the movie industry by any stretch of anybody's imagination. Oh, no. But I saw bare ass and both both movies and I'm thinking my grandchildren who aren't older than fourteen could all watch it too. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's a part of life.
0: Now. It is, it's it's par- different. It now. is a part of life. And it is looked at differently. We're in a different stage, too, with um, children growing up. Too fast. So fast. And because of the social aspect of life, it's
2: the social media. But my kids saw, my kids had access to awful things just from the Internet that we didn't know because it was so new to even look for. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was terrible. And our so, kids don't know any life before
0: having their own cell phone.
1: So book number one was? My, my first yeah. book? Uh, Do you remember the title of your first book?
2: Well, that's not fair because... All right, how
1: about the second book?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in series. How about series? the tenth book? Are we talking about published <clears throat> books or written books?
1: However you want to define it. I just asked a question. I'm just curious.
2: Okay, well, published books, I really, I had my very first series was published. Um, My, I was a member, I am a member of Florida Romance Writers of America. And um, I was serving as conference chair or something. I, I forget what it was at the time. And we were having our Christmas party and Helen Rich was there, and she owned um, Medallion Press. And she, we were all going around talking about what stories we were writing. And I was talking about Rhiannon Goddess in Training, um, this young adult paranormal series um, where she has, she's born to a Wiccan family, and she actually has, you know, paranormal abilities and gifts, and That's it's all I mean. celebrated. It's like this is what they do. And it's they move from, I forget where now, oh my god, but they move to a very small town in Washington, Crystal Lake, Washington, and she is ostracized because, of course, they're witches and this is good old town. And so I'm telling this story, and the woman, Helen, goes, Oh, send that to me, I would like to have that. And I went with my champagne. (laughs) she spilled it in her lap oh. and she still bought it <laughs> but um, yeah but
1: so that's the key to getting your book published is spill the champagne yes
2: you know, schmooze the editors actually <coughs> on the okay. editors uh, lap schmooze the editors now if i had if i had like a key if i had a trick to getting published it truly would be um, being a part of a writing organization and going to conferences and meetings because that's where you're going to meet agents, that's where you're going to meet editors, that's where you're going to meet other people who write and who do the same thing that you do. So I fascinated
1: by why people write what they write.
2: Well, so then what happened is that actually ended up being canceled. So it was supposed to come out, and then I got this letter that was awful and A It was terrible. But I um, ended up then writing my medieval romances and selling them. So that came out instead. So I still wrote. I wrote six books for Medallion. Um, They since have gone bankrupt. Publishing is a tough business, and so being able to write stories because you love it has to be because you love it. It
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. It's not just something
0: like when people say, oh, you're a writer. Oh, I have an idea for a book. Oh, you do? Well, then write it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's an idea. It stays an idea unless you write it. And when you start writing, it's a totally different
2: animal of, than just the thought of, I have an idea for a book. We all have ideas. I've got ideas. Yeah, I have ideas. Until the cows come home, i got ideas. Mm-hmm. And no time to write the ideas, so, yeah.
1: So, 158 books to go.
2: Yeah, not bad. Good math. He he did not even use a calculator. I've been sitting here watching him. He really did the math.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, they're going to be mysteries. They're going to be romance novels. They're going to be a mix. What do you you I'm open. I'm
2: open to possibility because I also would love to be able to write um, a young adult or a middle grade mystery series. I've got the first book done. It almost sold to Simon & Schuster. It it was so close a couple years ago. But I have that. Back, I mean, I can I can go ahead and, and I did talk to my agent already, so we might shop that around, um, but I need I need time now. But because I have my niece is nine and my granddaughter is one and a half, I mean I want them to be able to have books to read too. Mm-hmm. So, so but on the on the contracts, what's coming next is the um, Mrs. Morris and the Ghost series, and that first book will be out in August of 2019. And then I have another Entangled book, which will come out sometime this year. And that's the uh, Clean Romance. Um, Apple Tree Cove is the new series for that. And then I have another um, uh, By the Sea book, so that'll be 17 and hopefully 18, that wow. needs to come out for this year. And, uh, and then I'm writing my Scottish Shire mystery that needs to be turned in my first. And I need a Scottish accent for that one, so... <laughs> uh,
0: I wish I could help you there.
2: Yeah, me too. Wow. Me too.
0: <laughs> You're doing a lot. Yeah. And yeah. It's A lot. Busy. And then also working. We, yeah, we had As we, an editor.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's very cool. So how many books are you guys going to do in your series?
1: There's going to be, at the moment, five books in the Twisted series, but God knows... I'm on a run, and a roll.
2: Because sometimes they just, the characters just get going. And what I find that I like about a series, um, mine are not the same. Um, my By the Sea series, it just, they're connected by um, place mm-hmm. in Lauderdale by the Sea. And Apple True Cove is also, you know, that. So um, it's not the no. same people. Right, that not the same following. characters. Yeah, it's, it's It's done by, so you guys though, how you did your last story by bringing in um, Lila was just brilliant, and so I'm I'm very much looking forward to your next one.
1: Yeah, the story is really twined around the four lives mm-hmm. and how they interact and what's happened between them, and you know the fact that life has been an interesting journey that the four of them because souls. In my philosophy travel together
0: they tend to migrate
1: and i decided in the beginning that i wanted to twist the story around the four characters and in the fifth book they will literally be roughly the same age all four of them so there won't be a father mother uh, type relationship it'll be four adults
2: very cool. And what time period are
1: you going to do? I'll, I twist that together. It'll be kind of fun. Uh-huh. It's already working. It's more. already working. Okay. Fun. Yeah.
2: All right. I love it. You just got to get it from yep. here
1: to and there. I don't know <laughs> if I get 200 books in, but I'm going to write until I can.
2: All right. Well, yeah, you know, it's a goal. It's a goal. <laughs> I plan on it, you know. Um, why not? I have so many stories to tell, and and I can't imagine my life without it It's just, yeah, it's fantastic that you can write so much. Grateful, grateful, grateful. And you write
0: beautifully, and edit great. Thank you. Oh yes, star editor. Thank you. Definitely, by far.
2: Thank you.
1: All right, well, Tracy, we thank you for coming. It has been my pleasure. It's really a lot of fun to always see you (laughs) and Chris and Deb and I. Welcome you anytime you want to come out.
2: Yes.
0: Thank you again. Oh, And your laughter, I love. Ah. I love hearing your laughter. So. <laughs> Bring her along
2: more. <laughs> I truly appreciate you guys having me. Thank, Thank
0: you. you.
1: Thank you. If you want to catch up with some of Tracy's writings, go to Tracy Hall. Tracy with an I, by the way. <laughs> at, uh, Tracyhall.com.
2: That's correct, yeah.
1: And you can see the different books that she has written and have a lot of fun if you want to check out our website as well mysticscribblers.com. We've put a lot of stuff in there about our books and about life and about who we are and past lives and uh, invite you to take the past life survey that we have. A lot of good questions in there in that survey. It's just kind of fun stuff. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you.